Welcome to episode 24 of the bonus series of the Geared for Growth Property Investing Podcast, where we talk to the experts and get them to share their top tips on how to achieve exceptional results with property investment. I'm your host, Mike Mortlock, and I'm excited to be sharing the time with you. If you love the podcast, click on the subscribe button so that you'll never miss another episode. This week's guest is widely regarded as one of Australia's top property investment specialists, and I wouldn't argue with that at all. Having helped over 1,700 property purchases on their path to financial freedom, it's easy to see why Bushy Martin has garnered such a following. He's created his own enviable lifestyle through property investment, and he's passionate about helping others to do the same through his company, Know How Property. He's the author of The Freedom Formula and Get Invested, host of the Get Invested podcast, an all-round smashing bloke. I'm excited to have him back on the show. Welcome back, Bushy. Bushy Martin, welcome back to Geared for Growth. Thanks for having me back, mate. You're a very brave man for letting me loose on the microphone the second time. <laughs> it's backed by popular demand. And I have to say, although you'll probably hate this, I, I think you are a national treasure of the Australian property zeitgeist. Um, that might make <laughs> you sound old, but admittedly your hair is white and I'm not that far. I've still got hair. I've still <laughs> got it, mate. That's the main thing. I don't care what colour it is as long as it's still there. I've got a show on mine uh, pretty, pretty tight on the sides just to keep it at bay. Um <laughs> You first came on the show for episode 118 where we got to talk uh, much more about your background as an architect and a mean hockey player and all sorts of things. Um, uh, so uh, if anyone wants to, to get into a deep dive with Bushy, that's the episode for you. We'll try and link that there. But today I want to talk something a little bit more specific and I think it's something that property investors need more than anything really and that is a plan so the the topic for this is reverse engineering your portfolio back from your freedom numbers another way to put that is what you want your life to be make your property portfolio serve that dream um this i think is where you're you're peerless in the stuff that you do bushy so i'd love you to take us through what freedom numbers are how we set them and how we sort of reverse engineer to get the life that we want yeah, beautifully said, mate. And and you and I share that that common belief that I think the missing piece for a lot of investors is getting really clear on how they want to live. There's there's way too much focus on chasing the property and chasing the hotspots and then then trying to work out what the hell they do with it once they've got them. Uh, for me, it's always been about well, let's get really clear on you know exactly how do we want to live, what's our vision for our life, and then once we've got really clear on that, and there's a you know. I'd, I talk about this in my book, The Freedom Formula. I give you a whole bunch of ways that you can actually put some shape around that. But once you are clear on exactly what your perfect day, perfect week, perfect month, perfect year looks like, it's it's pretty easy to actually monetize that and work out how much per year does that lifestyle actually cost. Then all you need to do is accumulate a nest egg, an income producing nest egg that's at that level that will give you that income and the job's done. And uh, if uh, there are other assets that were producing a better growth or a better, better income stream than property, then I would invest in it to do that. But in Australia, property is the best vehicle to enable that to happen. So it's it's really important to take some time, uh, put a line through a day, grab a bottle of wine, uh, get creative, uh, really sit down and have some fun with it and work out what your ideal ideal lifestyle looks like. But as a, as a quick rule of thumb, uh, if your current lifestyle uh, is enjoyable, and uh, then about 80% of your current income will 
maintain that lifestyle. So a lot of people scratch their head going, oh, I've got no idea what my ideal lifestyle looks like and how much it's going to cost. But if you go, all right, let's let's just take 80% of my current gross and put some numbers around that, that's a good place to start. And uh, if we then convert that into, you know, as you sort of touched on the uh, freedom numbers, if I sort of break that down a little bit, what an important place to start before you do anything is to look at, okay, if I do nothing differently, where am I going to end up? And uh, I'm not a financial planner, Mike, and never will be. Uh, so this is not financial advice in any way, shape, or form. But in really simple terms, for most Aussies on a, on a half decent income, just putting their money into super. And you know, there's still a lot of Aussies who believe that the way way for a comfortable retirement is put money into super and then just pay off your home loan. Uh, you know, I've, I've done a breakdown of what that looks like in the book and it's a pretty sad story to be mm. honest uh, m- most people will end up having to try and survive on somewhere between 15 and 30 odd grand a year which is a pretty lean existence let me tell you uh the uh done some numbers on a minimum comfortable lifestyle so you know some overseas travel and decent holidays and eating out and a minimum that you'll need is about 120 grand a year uh, for, for Sonia and I, 250 grand a year is enough to do everything we need to do. And uh, if we, if I project that forward, mate, so and let, let's take 200 grand as a nice round number to use. So let's let's say your lifestyle income, the ideal lifestyle for you, is going to cost you 200 grand a year. That's for uh, yourself and say a partner. Yeah, that's yep. that, that. Yeah, absolutely for two people. Uh, which would give you a very comfortable lifestyle, you know, traveling three months a year overseas and, and having a pretty good lifestyle on that. And let's say your break-free timeline, so that the the time between now and when you're going to be in a position where you don't have to work anymore. And I, I you notice I didn't use the word retirement because uh, many of us don't believe in it. It's just it's okay. a different phase of the life. But you want to be in a position where you can continue to do what you enjoy doing, but your income is being looked after by the assets that you've invested in. So let's say that break-free timeline is 20 years. Then to get to 200 grand, you're going to need four mil at a, based on a 5% net return. You're going to need four mil of income-producing assets to make that happen. Unencumbered, so, we're talking to, right? Yeah. So let, let's let's say you're the average couple and you, you know, in your early mid-30s and you've got 120 grand's worth of super and, and a bit of cash sitting in an offset account somewhere. Then in over 20 years' time, based on you know average growth of, of super and taking inflation out of the mix, you're going to end up with a nest egg of about six, 650, 700 grand, which at 5% will give you about 30 grand to survive on. So that's a long way short of 200 grand that you need. Mm. So uh, that means in 20 years' time, you're going to be about 3.4 uh, mil short of what you need to give you that 200 grand, but that's in 20 years time. So if we amortize that back and cascade it back to what, what does that mean in today's dollars once inflation's taken out of it, then right here, right now, you'd be about 1.2 mil short of where you need to be. Right. And uh, so, you know, that's your real freedom number will be 1.2 mil. Uh, But in property terms, that's, you know, might be three properties, two or three properties. Yep. Now, the the key piece of all of that, Mike, though, is that break-free timeline, because if that twenty years becomes ten years, and I you know I still hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, property doubles in ten years, you can retire in ten years. I I I mm. think they're tugging themselves, <laughs> yeah. uh, to be perfectly honest. 
but it has a massive impact. So if we drop the 20 years back to 10, it's not, it, it, it's more than double the number of properties that you need. So, you know, one of the key takeaways for me is that old TLC, you know, time, leverage and compounding are the three key components that are going to make the difference. Yep. The more time you've got, the easier this whole journey gets. So, so if you get clear on what's your lifestyle income, what your break-free timeline is, that tells you what your nest egg number is. You project forward what your current position is to look at, you know, where you'll end up if you don't do anything. That'll, that'll tell you what the gap is between where it needs to be and where you're likely to be. But we bring that back to the what is the asset base you need today. And then once you've done your what we call the bare facts assessment, so, you know, borrowings, equity, affordability and risk, we can determine what your capacity is to make that happen. Then you know where you sit on what I like to call the capital growth to cash flow curve. And, and just to put some, some shape around that, uh, if you, you imagine an exponential curve that then flattens out at the top, uh, I, I constantly hear investors talk about this argument between growth and cash flow. For me, it's a very simple answer. If your nest egg isn't at the level that needs to be to give you the lifestyle you want, then your sole focus needs to be growth. And the best growth properties to invest in are real houses for real people in, in tight, tightly held suburbs. So three to four bedroom homes on land are the best performing growth properties in the country and will continue to be. Once you get to that level where the nest egg is at the size it needs to be, you then need to rationalise your portfolio and convert it to cash flow. And, uh, you know, one of the things I talk about, Mike, and you and I have talked about before, is that it's a bit of a fallacy to think that you're going to invest in property, pay off the debt and then live off the rent because the rent's never going to be enough to uh, give you the level of income you need if you're going to have a, a pretty comfortable lifestyle. But, but where property's handy is, is growing that nest egg and then converting that nest egg into a much more tax-effective income stream. So that might be shifting from uh, homes to units, apartments, commercial properties, index funds, uh, those sorts of investments on a diversified basis that then allow you to get your time back and get on with doing what you enjoy doing while your income looks after itself. And they can just sit there and give you that that percent of return, whereas yeah. at the beginning you, you're really wanting that growth, so you've got that that asset base that you can convert into it. But I wanted to ask you that question because that's a very pervasive notion that let's say you can't get eight properties and sell four of them and then have four of them with no debt. Why, why wouldn't the rent be enough on those four properties? Why would you need to convert it? Yeah, so uh, again, it comes back to what is that lifestyle income number for you? Because yep. uh, everyone's different. And that's the first question everyone needs to ask themselves, how much is enough? Uh, and once they've determined that, uh, you know, at 120 grand, you, you, you do the maths on uh, the, the level of rental income uh, and therefore the number of properties you're going to need to give you 120 grand. Mm it's a pretty big number and generally beyond the capacity of most people in terms of their horsepower to be able to leverage enough to secure that number of properties. That's the thing, isn't it? Because it might work on paper that let's say that you got four and it worked out to be 120 grand of, of rent. You, you had to get eight to get to that four to begin with and you're coming up against the finance game and is the bank going to give you that amount of leverage? So that might be available to the people earning two or 300 grand a year, but to the average person possibly not, right? Spot on, absolutely spot on. 
And so the, I think if, if the take home there is if we're linking everything back to lifestyle, we're getting clear on what our freedom numbers are, we can pinpoint where we're at on that capital growth to cash flow curve, then uh, once we've got that nest egg size to where it needs to be, we can then uh, convert that into much higher yielding assets that are going to give you that income. So uh, because uh, high growth properties, for example, are generally low yielding. Yes. So, uh, so that's where you paint yourself in a bit of a corner. But if you if you remind yourself that it's all about growth initially, and setting up the properties so that they are cash flow positive as well, by the way, so that they're not uh, chewing into salary savings or lifestyle on the on the fifteen to twenty years it's going to take to make this happen, then once you've hit that level, and then we can convert it to much higher yielding uh, asset streams, then then suddenly creating that 120 grand is a lot easier to achieve. And I remember you saying on our, our first podcast that it just happens to be property. You didn't care whether, it, I think it was, you, you said you would invest in hot dogs if, if it Kebabs, gave, kebabs it, mate, I would. It? I knew it was hot dogs or kebabs. It was 50-50. Uh, and, and that sort of shows um, how kind of unsentimental you are about uh, real estate because it's it's there to perform a task. You don't look at it through the lens of, oh, maybe that would be a good holiday home to, to move into later on or would I live there? there or you know it looks a bit ugly at the, the front facade it's you couldn't care less about that right it's all just sort of serving the freedom numbers the give for growth property investing podcast is presented by our business mcg quantity surveyors if you're an investor or a property professional looking to get the best tax depreciation deductions for yourself or your clients please get in touch with us at mcgqs.com.au. It's our mission to help as many property investors as we can to maximise their claims and maximise their property education as well. Property is a means to an end. So I have no, I mean, and this, I'm an ex-architect, mate. So you know how passionate architects and how fussy, critical <laughs> and pains in the bum architects are around the, the colour of the doorknob or the, or the uh, the shape of the um, the lip on the uh, the uh, fountain return on the kitchen. Uh, I, I had my architectural heart removed when I became an investor, mate, because it's it's all about the numbers. And uh, if I found a better asset that gave me a better growth and a better return, then uh, I wouldn't hesitate, mate. And and this is again one of the key things that you and I I know are on the same page with, and that is that the property is actually the last thing you need to consider. Uh, the property is just the, the vehicle that's going to help you to get there. If you haven't got everything else right, if you haven't got your lifestyle strategy right, you haven't got your finance capacity right, then chasing properties without knowing uh, how you need to structure and what type of properties you need to get and where they're going to get you to is a bit of a fool's gold folly. You know, if you compare the businesses and even perhaps the media articles from the, the front end to the back end, front end being planning, the back end being the property, it's going to have a, a wild bias to the property, right? There's Facebook forums about, you know, which suburbs you should buy in. All of the, the property magazines show the median growth things, but you don't have a lot of communication about today I worked out my freedom numbers or I've just adjusted my freedom numbers because, you know, AV 
aviation fuel's gone up and I do like international travel. You know, it's 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 crazy how how much it is focused on the hot spotting style of things and no no dig at Terry Ryder. <laughs> he's a he's a legend, right? But there's yeah. obviously a demand for, for, for the stuff that, that he produces and people like him. Yeah, you're right. Well the property's the easy bit. That that's the, the fun bit, if you like. Mm. Uh, the, the hard work and the, the sort of nebulous work is is actually spending time thinking about actually how you want to live. And very few people do that, Mike. And, you know, I sort of mentioned to you off air that, uh, you know, we're taking six weeks off at the end of this week and uh, the, a, a good week of that will be spent revisiting our own freedom numbers and, and readjusting the compass and the magnet to make sure that we're, we're on track and, and that then informs the decisions that we now need to make in relation to maintaining that long-term plan, and you know we're at the uh, end of our we're at the cash flow stage of our exercise, so we've we've been progressively going through that conversion of the capital growth assets into cash flow assets as we speak. It's it's interesting to to hear that you you're obviously practicing what you're preaching there with you and your wife sitting down saying, okay, well, you know, what does the year look like for us, and what are the numbers that that's got to look like, and that's that's really amazing to me, and I think it's it's a shortcut to happiness. Now, this isn't a self help <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I think you're talking to the wrong bloke. I mean, you look a lot younger, happier, and sprightlier than I am, and I think I've got you by a decade in in chronological years. But that obviously there's a there's a reason why you're you're happy because you've you've figured it out. You do take the time to do that planning. So, would you mind? circling us back a little bit and, and talking about how to come up with those numbers and what that looks like. You talked about 80% of your current income being a current gross income being a, a starting point, but like, should people just go, you know, you said 200K was comfortable. Should we look at that? You said 250 for yourself. So I assume you've, you've tacked on your Shiraz budget there and you'll have a blinder <laughs> in retirement. Help right, us out. Exactly. You? And some single malt scotch. <laughs> no, uh, the, uh, you're absolutely right, mate. Well, I think the baseline number and, and you know, ASFA, uh, the superannuation uh, crew, come up with these numbers about what they consider to be a, a comfortable lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And they keep quoting, you know, for a single, it's, I don't know, it's 40-odd grand and for a couple, it's 65-odd grand or thereabouts. I, I've done the numbers, mate. That, that, that's a very lean existence uh, if you want to have any form of lifestyle. The, the number crunching I've done suggests that 120-odd grand a year gross is about the minimum you're going to need if you're, you know, decent cards, some overseas travel, eating out regularly, uh, decent home, being able to maintain it, then 120-odd grand, assuming you've got no debt at that point in time, mm. is I think the minimum starting point. But uh, again, I've dedicated a whole chapter of this in the old freedom formula to actually ask yourself the questions that are going to enable you to get crystal clear on what your ideal lifestyle looks like. And there can be things like, uh, so for me, I, I actually write a, a letter to myself and describe it's like a diary of my, my uh, perfect day. And then I can, once I've got clear on what my perfect day looks like, I can then project that out to week, month, year. And then it's pretty easy. I'm no accountant, believe you me, to actually work out what that costs. You can throw some numbers at, at, at the, and there's a thousand different budgeting exercises out there, but it's pretty, it, if, you, if you take the time to do it, it's not that hard to put some shape around that. And the, I, I guess the, and, and you said it, uh, the minute you do that, 
it's almost like a a, a yoke lifts off your shoulders, Mike, mm. because uh, once you're clear around where you're heading and you're taking the action that's required to do it, you relax. Mm. The, the uncertainty's gone. Uh, you've got some clarity on, on on where things are heading. It enables you to be able to uh, – it acts as a bit of a compass as well because every decision you're making day-to-day is about – is that taking me closer to where I want to be or is it taking me further away? So all of a sudden you've got this magnet and a compass that that's also giving you the peace of mind of knowing I'm actually heading in the right direction and I'm, and I'm confident around how I'm going to get there. I, I can't put a price on how valuable just doing that is because all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can relax now. Mm. I can embrace time as my friend because I know that it's going to take me 20 years. So I'm not fighting time. We see way too many people who are so impatient it's got to happen yesterday uh, that they they knee-jerk and chase every next shiny, bright new thing and then wonder why it doesn't work. Mm. If you say, right, it's going to take 20 years, so let's let's take the action. I know what the numbers are. I know, I know what my capacity is. Let's just start that that process. Then you actually sit back and you, you let time do its work and you just get on doing what you do well. Yeah, well, this is mostly a podcast but i am looking you on looking at you on video and you do do look very relaxed and i don't think it's the just the single malt sculch i mean it is 233 after all in the day. i wouldn't put it past you though mate you're living the dream um, yeah I, I would absolutely recommend uh, the freedom formula book to anyone that loves acronyms to start with because you've actually you've got some absolute blinders in there um, but it does I've got go such a bad memory mike that the only way i can remember things is to come up with really wanky acronyms <laughs> there uh, they do stick in the mind that's for sure uh, so th- those are absolute gold uh, but of course, it helps you to go through that process yourself. And, yeah, interesting to, to hear you say, okay, if you sit down with a pen and paper and go, you know, what, what does a good day look for me like when I'm 65 or 70? You know, is it being able to take the grandchildren out to, to you know, to the fair? L- listen to me, I sound like I'm from the 1960s. I'll take them to the fair. Uh, I don't even know if they have fairs anymore. But, you know, you've got the capacity to do what you want to do with, let's say, your your grandchildren or, you know, being able to look after your, your children and gosh knows with property prices they might need some help. The holidays, you know, the world's a big place. I've only seen very small pockets of it and I'd like to get get into all of the little bits and pieces. But once you've sort of got that idea in your head, you've figured out the time, chances are your average person is going to, be able to come to the realisation that it is possible with property, right? Kebabs not yet, but with property and with enough time, this is not this is not the domain of the super rich to be chasing 150, 200k a year to retire on, you're saying? No, it's spot on. It's ab- absolutely spot on. But it, 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 it is asking yourself that hard question, how much is enough for you to live the way you want to live? That that's really the starting point. Until you you sit down with your partner, and you know, we did this in a very grassroots, rudimentary level over twenty years ago in the late nineties. Uh, Sonia and I, when we first got together, because we were determined not to make some of the mistakes I'd made up until that that point in time, we sat down in a little restaurant in in uh, the Adelaide Hills on a Sunday afternoon and scratched it out. And it was it was quite serendipitous because the owner of the restaurant. Uh, was actually an accountant. He he kept poking his head over and looking at what we're doing. And he actually ended up sitting down with us and said, what are you up to? And I, we, we explained it to him. He said, I'll, I'll help you work out the numbers. So uh, he, he actually helped us put some shape around what the our, 
original vision of that lifestyle cost. And, uh, and, and that's another suggestion I would make to people. If you've got a decent accountant, uh, put some shape around it. It's, it they, they, the sort of numbers you're playing with are almost second nature to them. If you don't want to scroll through uh, pages of bank statements and try and work it out, just, just do a, a rule of thumb roughy with your accountant and it'll really start to put some shape around it, at least as a starting point anyway. Yeah, that's great advice. I'm, I'm sure they would enjoy that. And and even the, just a little idea of writing a letter to yourself. I'd love to get a copy of these. It's like, dear Bushy, gosh, you're handsome, but I digress. This year I want <laughs> to do... They're in the book. <laughs> I've actually put mine in the book, mate. <laughs> I haven't so got to that it, point. Yeah, it's in there. Now it's all in there. I get right down to what I'm doing. And, and my, my good wife, she wrote a letter to a mother... 10 years hence that's that's how she did it so there's a whole you know there's no right way or wrong way it's whatever works for you and i'm one of these vision board nuts you know i've got got a uh, vision board hanging everywhere uh but i'm because i'm a very visual communicator and i just put everything on there as almost like a visual bucket list if you like and uh sort of set very clear goals on that and it was fairly easy to work out from that okay well this is this is going to cost x amount per year that's that's where i need to get to yeah, that's gold. And we, we're running out of time for, for today, but I definitely want to get you back for uh, any of the listeners to, to go into a little bit more detail in a, in a webinar format in the next year. Um, I've, it's rude to ask someone live on air, but you did say yes before. Yeah. Um, so that'll, that'll be great to get a little bit more meat on the bones, but I'd encourage anyone to get a copy of that, uh, that book and, and at least have that coffee table, that dinner conversation with your significant other or, or your cat, whoever's important to you in your life, and just talk about how much you know, Purina you need in your life in your, in your later years. And have some fun with it. That's the main thing is actually this is a bit of a creative opportunity to just go for broke and don't put any boundaries or limitations on your thinking because, uh, you know, way too many people go, I'm only earning this so I I can only afford that. Well, no. Let's let's throw those shackles off and get very creative and blue sky around exactly how do you want to live and then put some shape around it because if you've got, as long as you've got enough time, you know, as long as that, uh, break-free timeline is long enough, and I'm, I'm suggesting that it's got to be normally at least 15 and, and preferably 20 years, then it ain't that difficult. That's good. I already feel happier. Thanks <laughs> thanks for coming back, Bushy. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll go and get some more of that scotch, mate. We'll, uh, we'll share it together. <laughs> good on you. Carry on. Thanks, Mike. See ya. <laughs>